You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Um, it's Brandon Chase and myself, Greg. Yeehaw! <laughs> I think that yeehaw came straight from the mustache this time. Uh, I I didn't even open my mouth. It it was all the mustache. (laughs) It's good. I like it. Thank you. It's a good addition. What I I didn't know until just a a year or two ago is that you've always wanted to be a cowboy, and in your younger years, you kind of almost were a cowboy. Yeah, younger-ish, a.k.a. high school. High school? Yeah. Yeah, I, I roped horse, or didn't rope horses, but I roped. I was learning how to rope um, in high school. And you rode horses. Probably like f- three to five days a week I'd ride horses. And I haven't stepped on a horse in... Oh, you're riding something these days. Yeah. Bikes. The steel horse. The steel horse. Yeah. Yeah. Come with the Iron Cowboy. Uh, Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think that name's taken. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, different, different stallion nowadays, but... The two-wheeled stallion. Yeah. 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 So apparently Greg's rediscovered his love for mountain biking. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about mountain biking today because um, just within the last month, I've taken it up again for the first, well, so when I was a teenager, I mountain biked a ton, like five, five, six days a week, pretty much from 12 until 19 and did a lot of racing and stuff. And I was just addicted to mountain biking and rock climbing. Those were my two things and skiing. And, um, and Where did I, you race around here? So they had what's called the Intermountain Cup. Okay. And they had... They still have that, I believe. Yeah, I think so. They had a race up at Powder Mountain, and they did have a race in Draper, and a race up at Park City, and a race... Um, I forget. They had a race down in Cedar City and St. George. and So I'd travel around to those races. There were like five or six races I'd do each summer. Did they have uh, high school teams then? Um, not back then. They do now, I think. Yeah. But back then, I they didn't have I high knew school racing. High school racing was not very old. I just didn't know how young it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so did, they didn't even have it when I was in high school. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, no, so it's, it's really new. Yeah. Yeah, okay. totally. Yeah. So I'm quite jealous. I think I was probably one of the only mountain bikers in my high school or I I know of a couple other people that liked to mountain bike but didn't do it regularly um but I man I wish they had racing back then that would have been so fun that would have given me do you know I won a bike race with one hand once you have two Uh, now I know I I broke my thumb and I was at a I don't know what the event was but it was like a BMX racing 
course that they had set up and i had my bike there because you when you're a kid you take your bike everywhere right and um they're like hey do you want to enter the race and i was like well man you know i don't know i, I can't i only have one arm I'm like oh it's okay and i had the fastest time <laughs> no way yeah i won they gave me a trophy and everything wow <laughs> yeah, nice i couldn't believe it you missed your calling i did but yeah i yeah because then it was like another 15 years or something before i started mountain biking <laughs> <laughs> nice. but i remember uh i rode bikes uh mountain bi- mountain bikes like bmx bikes on basically what would be considered a pump course now in a f- field of uh, sunflowers in texas all summer it says what we did and so when yeah. i was visiting here in utah and someone asked to, to do that race i had the legs yeah. from just being a kid just that's all we did all summer right yeah nice yeah in my racing days um i rode a ton well when i say five or six days a week that's probably that's probably overstating it i probably averaged three or four days a week but there were stretches where i was going that much um but i raced against a bunch of kids from Salt Lake, Park City, here in Ogden. Well, I I don't know if there were any in Ogden, but there was one from the valley up in Eden. And there was a kid from Park City and a kid from Eden that would just destroy everybody. And the the kid from Eden was a couple years older than me, and so he didn't I didn't race against him every race. There were a few races where we happened to be in the same group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other races where he was he was in the age group above me. But the kid from Park City, he and I were always in the age group, same age group. He was a year older than me, I think. But he'd just destroy me every time. There were like 10 kids that raced every race, and I always came in second or third. And um, it was me and one other kid from Salt Lake or something like that. And he and I would kind of switch back and forth, beating each other. And we'd always finish within about 30 seconds of each other, just depending on the race. Um but the kid from Park City would destroy us every time. He's do you, always Do you know any of these 10. guys anymore? No. Yeah. No, I don't. I wish That'd be I, fun, huh? I do know the kid from, from Eden. Um, still, I, I know who he is. I don't, I'm not personal friends with him, mm-hmm. but I know who he is. But, um, yeah, the kid from Park City, he'd, he'd, in like a race that would last about an hour and 15 minutes, he'd beat us by about 10 minutes. And then second and third again we were always within like a minute of each other and then fourth through tenth or whatever were usually a couple minutes back from us and um yeah i never knew and then the kid from eden same thing when i'd race against him he'd destroy us by like 10 or 15 minutes and i couldn't figure it out i figured well he's just older and there was an advantage there of course yeah yeah (laughs) definitely as a yeah they're yeah blood doping and a 13 year old or something but yep um, then I found totally out, realized. actually, that this kid, I was probably 14, and this kid, I think, was 16 or something. So there was probably some developmental advantages there. But when um, when I found out uh, um, through a mutual friend or whatever, when I found out about this kid from Eden, I found out that he was riding his bike from Eden up over North Ogden Divide to Weaver High and back every day. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's why he that's was destroying training. us. He was putting in an extra <laughs> 3,000 feet of climbing on top of his mountain biking and stuff pretty much every single day. And um, so, yeah, we'd get on the climbs, and he just, it's like he had a whole nother gear. He was climbing, like, twice as fast as we were. That's on, nuts. Well, maybe not that much, but he was, yeah. So, anyway, and I was just, like, I'd go and do a, <coughs> I'd go and do, like, a 2,000-foot 
climb for a workout and he would do that as his warm-up so <laughs> that's that was the difference that's that's the separates them oh beans you got a dog in your lap chase yeah. <laughs> beans is coming to say hi he's trying to eat my snack so, <laughs> so you're in just as good a shape now as well um not mountain biking shape so when i i took off for a couple of years to europe on a on a as a missionary um and when i came back on I, a mission to find better mountain biking right exactly. right <laughs> and so then i went to the netherlands but i didn't realize they didn't have mountains <laughs> in the netherlands it's kind of hard yeah there? it was yeah. rough so so then i came back and i got into road biking and uh i didn't i didn't mountain bike at all and i went for so in probably the past thir- 12 or so years since I've been back, um, I've probably mountain biked less than 10 total times. Um, and so usually it's like once or twice a summer, some summers and then other summers, not even at all. Until like a month, uh, three weeks ago, uh, I borrowed a mountain bike from my father-in-law. It's a, it's a decent bike. Not Still bar- still borrowing the same bike? Yep, still, yep. still got it. And I don't know that he's getting it back. <laughs> anytime soon um i wonder if he listens to this podcast <laughs> um and i'm just digging it i've become completely addicted when i got back on the mountain bike i i knew that the fitness for mountain biking and the fitness for road biking are a bit different yeah because um, you get on a mountain bike and it's more of a full body workout you're using your arms a lot more you're using your core a lot more um, when you're climbing on a mountain bike it's a lot of like sprint recover sprint recover whereas on a road bike you get to just kind of settle into a steady pace and so when i first got on the mountain bike it was rough like i was my heart rate was like at 180 on every climb the whole time falling over off my bike just panting (laughs) completely out of breath can barely see straight and stuff well i'm finally Finally, I'm finally feeling good about myself. This is this is Greg in the middle of puberty. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was just telling these guys I was playing last night with my kids, and I was growling at them really loud, and did my voice in, and so I'm squeaking a lot today. That's Um, his excuse. (laughs) But I, uh, so. I'm finally settling into the mountain biking, getting my mountain bike legs back. And this morning I just went out for an hour and a half and felt great on one of the climbs that I was just dying on a couple weeks ago, climbed it without much issue and starting to feel great. And the, the downhill is so intoxicating. Oh yeah. Um, I, when I raced, it's its own sport. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Right. Um, when I raced back in the day, I had a lightweight cross country bike that was a hardtail. And so, and it wasn't super light, not compared to the bikes these days, but it was pretty light, but it was a hardtail. So I could climb real well on it. The downhills were really bumpy and, but I, I could still descend quite well. Now I'm on a full suspension bike and the climbing was frustrating at first, but I've gotten used to that. But the downhill is so fun. Holy smokes. Like it's it's so like I can take things so much faster than I used to be able to. And, um, and also the trails these days are better. They've, they're built for mountain biking. Whereas when I was growing up, it was, they were just hiking trails that you'd bike on and you don't have the, the flowy trails and the turns and the, um, bermed corners and all that stuff. And, oh man, it is just, I'm addicted. So I've been, 
I started out like the first week I went biking three times and then the second week I went four times and now I'm just like biking pretty much every day. <laughs> it's it's an addicting sport. That's how I was <clears throat> getting into it. It's it's addicting the everything. Yeah, I love climbing too. Like climbing on a mountain bike to me is it's I think it's a ton of fun. It makes the downhill way rewarding. Right. Um like the, a lot of people they'll go do like lift serve mountain biking so just downhill mountain biking and to me that's like it's fun I'm missing half the half <laughs> but the adventure. half it's like yeah you get to do the climbing and the i feel like you learn a lot of how to handle a bike when you're doing a technical climb right. for me i've learned a lot of how to handle my bike climbing um getting over rocks and just how to maneuver and balance on your bike it's really easy to blow over rocks going downhill but it's a lot harder to climb over rocks going uphill um, so that's like a huge part to me is I love, um, the climb and it's, I'm also, I, I really just last night got back from a road bike ride and I've known this my whole life, but it really just clicked that type two fun is like my kind of party. Yeah. If like fun, if there's no like hellish part of it, it's not really fun. Right. It's just like, what are we doing? Type three fun is, you know, it's, it has its place in life, but you know, the grueling part, you get done with the grueling road ride or mountain bike ride. It's like, wow, that was awesome. I want to do that again. Downhill mountain biking to me is fun. Right. It's like, it's what makes the, the uphill worth it. But if there's no uphill, it's like, I don't know. In yeah. my mind, it it's loses like, some of the, loses some of the value, I think. Exactly. Yeah, there's... We're, we're going to do some lift serve tomorrow at Sundance. Um, and I'm excited because I have only done lift serve a couple of times. Um, it'll be fun to do. <laughs> it's the climb. It's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I mean, he's bragging about it. So. Well, this is actually what I listen to when I'm climbing. Yeah. Yeah. Hell <laughs> high. Oh boy. Yeah, it's the climb. <laughs> Up him, uh, another mountain. Move. <laughs> This is what I listen to when I backcountry ski, actually. Yeah? Yeah, because yeah. I'm, I'm climbing. Yeah. 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 And it's, but it is about what's waiting on the other side. Very it's philosophical. It's the downhill. Yeah. It's the climb. Yeah. It's the climb. This, yeah. today's podcast is brought to you by my Cyrus. My Cyrus is the climb. <laughs> yeah. But no, mountain biking is, it's addicting in, in all forms. The climbing, the cross country, the downhill, I think it's all super fun. And the adrenaline rush that you get on a mountain bike is, it's awesome. Yeah. So how do you contrast that with, the, like when you came back, why'd you go on a road biking? Just, it was. Uh, cause I'm getting that, cause I, I've never rode bike. I'm getting, well, I mean, I wanted bike to, and rope, I really I wanted to bike. shave my legs and I needed an excuse. Yeah, so, but, but that's the thing. Like people love road biking. <laughs> yeah. Like people love mountain biking, but to me, they're very different sports. They but, are. Yeah. Very, to me, like I, I love both of them. Um, and I, the first of this summer, all I did was mountain bike. It was four or five days a week. All I did was mountain bike. I, mid-summer july i'd gone on two road bike rides all summer and then it just hit me one day i went on a really long road bike ride and i was like this is awesome it's it, there's no adrenaline rush to me i guess when you're going on a big steep downhill do you have a climb road. do you have the climb on a road bike oh yeah oh yeah there's road biking to me is just the grueling like it's an endurance sport for me more than 
my mountain biking is. At I least probably hate it. <laughs> I'm such a sprinter. Like yeah. it's just it's I love being able to get on a bike and just like consistent RPMs for two hours. Where on a, a mountain bike you you don't get that. It's up and down, up and down. Yeah, so 180, 140. 180, <laughs> right, yeah. 140. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's different for you, Greg, but I love the endurance grueling aspect of road biking, and then I like the thrill of mountain biking. Yeah, yeah, definitely mountain biking is more more of adrenaline rush. Um, yeah. Uh, road biking to me, I got into road biking because when I was a when I was over in Europe, my brother got into road biking and he sent me some pictures of some of the climbs that he went on and he was really enjoying it. And so I got back and I, I rented a bike and went on a bike ride with him. And it was, I just thought it was really fun. And, um, it was, you know, I finished and like my legs were just exhausted and it felt so good for my legs to just be completely exhausted. Um, and we went on some mountain bike rides too and had a lot of fun there, but it was just different. And so I, d- I definitely don't think that road biking replaces mountain biking, though it, it kind of did for me, but only because I was enjoying road biking so much that I, that's all I wanted to do. Not because it was better than mountain biking, I guess. Um, so yeah, I gave up or I got into road biking and I sold my mountain bike because the mountain bike I had as a teenager um, was the one I still had. I had kind of grown out of it. I needed to get a slightly bigger frame. I wanted to get a newer bike. And so I sold it, um, early on when I, right when I got married, when I was about 24. And, um, my wife said I could get a new mountain bike once we saved up the money, but then we were saving up the money and we decided to buy a house instead. And then we were saving up the money. That's where you went wrong. (laughs) Just live in a van. It's way cheaper. (laughs) Well, we, so I guess the first thing that came about was our first child and then the house Uh, and then our second child and then a new business and other things. And all of those things took precedence over the mountain bike. Well, that's why I still have the same mountain bike I bought when I was like 19. Right. And I am not 19. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're 21. Much older than that. (laughs) Double that. Um, So, and I'm, um, it's funny because I had, uh, at the time, which I paid, I remember paying 800 bucks for the bike, which in the early 90s was a good, was a good, like that was a lot. Right. Um, but it wasn't top end, but it was still a pretty nice bike. And the thing's still super light. It's hard to tell. But I had to buy sh- shocks after market for it. Yeah. Like it didn't come with any. Um, and I still have it, but I'm, it's, like not useful you know i don't know like i can't ride i need a new bike it's a hazard yeah and it had like good componentry and everything but i don't know it would need like so much work yeah it's insane yeah well i feel like geometry and bikes has changed so much in the last couple five 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 years years that just that alone is almost enough to get a new bike componentry i mean it's it's made improvements um, as far as like longevity and it's lighter weight now, but I think like one of your biggest things to me in mountain biking is the geometry. Um, we're also a lot wider cockpit now, wider handlebars. Um, and the specifications per sport, mm-hmm. right? As far as, as like cross country and, and downhill and right. enduro and all mountain. Yeah, totally. Yeah, basically we, there was mountain bike <laughs> and road, <laughs> road bike. bike. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. No, totally. It's, it's come a long way. It's one of those sports that 
a lot more people are getting into. So there's lots of improvements and advancements and more money is going into the sport of mountain biking as far as um, those who race cross country and it's making it down to high school. So there's more people getting into it and I think more money means more improvements. So to me, that was a huge thing when I got my new mountain bike this year was the, um, the geometry was just so much better. Did you buy new new uh, gear, like new shorts or shirt or gloves or anything to match the new geometry of your bike? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to you color know. coordinate with your new Absolutely. blue I bike? Just, your blue my wonder. blue bike and then everything. Actually, like a new hat, helmet? My, my stuff clashes pretty well, but I'm okay with that. So, I was, I was in at the bike shop because I was the bike that I'm using is about a 10-year-old bike. And... Um, so it's 26 inch wheels it's um i mean it's got good components it was a nice bike when when he bought it but it's now quite outdated and has the longer stem it has narrow handlebars um and so i was just into the bike shop looking and i'd been watching a bunch of biking videos and stuff and bikes are way different they now have shorter stems slacker head tube angles um for better descending they've got um much wider handlebars that's something that chase said my handlebars are 580 millimeters um the handlebars now are usually between 700 and 800 millimeters so that's like um uh, trying to think that's like at least six to eight inches wider that's crazy so imagine that that's, i love it so the the bike when i'm riding up a steep technical hill on mine because the yeah. narrow handlebars it's real tippy and it's hard to keep balance and stuff. I rode on, on a mountain bike with wider handlebars just briefly. And man, that felt so much more stable. So it's been a long time since I, like probably the year 2000 was the last time I went to Moab, right? To, and I remember that being scared because just a few years earlier we had gone and we were biking all the time and the trails felt more natural. But that's on a bike that's an early 90s design with all and i couldn't imagine those hitting those the slick rock and those trails on these new bikes uh what what would the experience and the difference because we we literally went with hardtails and like some people didn't even have suspension in the front you had to bunny hop every drop and when you bunny hop every drop on poison is it uh poison spider poison spider like that makes for a really long day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like oh, a man. really long day. And I don't think, uh, you know, riders today have any idea what that's like. They've been riding full suspension for 15, 20 years or whatever. So so I, I couldn't imagine. Like, that would be the greatest gift <laughs> to go back and do those trails on, like, a, a new bike. Because it's been since 2000, 2001, some, since it's I've been down there. There, You still find a bunch. There's a, there's a group out there that are just diehard, die-hard hardtail yeah. riders. Wherever they go, they'll go do... You name it in Moab on a hardtail. I I did Moab on a hardtail last year, and it was fun, but <laughs> the full suspension, man, it's just it, you can just play way more. Like night and day, right? Oh yeah, and it's it's a different style of riding. Um, to me, the downhill is more of a playground now. With a a full suspension, you jump off this, you jump off that, and you're looking for places to kind of like go and get airborne. Where I feel like on my hardtail, I was just trying to get down the mountain. Yeah. It was fun, but Survival. you make it trying to yeah. crash. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was it was fun both ways. But yeah, with the new geometry and, and a full suspension bike, especially in that hard rock stuff down in Moab, 
so much more fun on the, a full suspension bike. So you just got back from St. George. Were you mm-hmm. on dirt or were you, did you find yeah, it like was, slick rock? It was dirt. It's not really slick rock, but it's like the clay stuff down there. Mm-hmm. And so the places where we rode, there was a few trails, but a few that were really highly trafficked. It was almost the equivalent of riding on slick rock, just really, really hard. It was fun because you could just rip. It was really, really fast, and all the little rollers you could pop over because they were pretty. They were really well packed. So it was. It was my first time riding in St. George, and um, I went with my family. My brother-in-law used to live down there, so he knew a lot of the trails to go to, and it was fun. What was bike do you have? Uh, I got a Da Vinci Troy 29er, and fun bike. I really like it. Um, it's the first Da Vinci I've owned. Is it your first 29? Uh, no, the hardtail that I was riding on was 29, but the hardtail I was riding on was not the best hardtail out there. It was what got me into mountain biking. Okay. And then I realized Your intro bike. if I want to go anywhere with this, I've got to get a new bike. And so the, yeah, the full, the hardtail I was riding was a 29er. Um, I've ridden a few, just like my brother-in-law has a 27.5, um, that I rode last year several times. Um, great bike. I, I, that's a whole nother 29er versus 27.5 which is the best i think it's total personal preference um a lot of the downhillers now are running a 29er and a 27.5 on their bike so just i mean there's so many combos nowadays it just depends 27.5 plus so is yours the the bright blue one mm-hmm yeah that, that's that, that is her yeah oh man that's does a, she have a name that's a cute she, bike. she does her name is dory <laughs> dory yeah because she's blue so it's it's dory um yeah it's it's been a fun bike i like really no complaints i have ridden that thing pretty dang hard and it's just the nx um sram nx componentry and i'm sure when i wear that out it'll upgrade to the gx but yeah it's it's been a great bike no complaints um again i'm not a professional rider but i've pushed that thing to ride a lot yeah, I've I've already worn through a pair of, of wheels on it this summer. Um, nice. So it's yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I really enjoy it. So <coughs> yours has a dropper seat post. It looks like yes. Yeah. Um, is that life changing? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Especially wait, what is that? <laughs> so there's seat posts that that are on essentially hydraulics. So if you're climbing you push a button and it pops up to your climbing height mm-hmm. and then when you get to the descent you push that button and sit on it and it'll drop down that low and really so it, complicated so it's it gets the uh just, seat out of the way yeah. just boom just up and down just it's yeah. like so so rather than hanging your butt off the back end or whatever right. R- racking yourself right. every time you go over okay something. i thought that was that's what you do yeah that's, just, mountain, that's, that's part, of, part the, of the game experience yeah <laughs> yep, yep. you gotta Not figure anymore. out how to bail so you don't <laughs> yeah right so it just it you push the button on your handlebars and it drops so i guess this year i saw there's a company making one that you push on you push the dropper and it will drop by itself but the one that i've gotten i'd say 99.9% of the ones on the market is you push the lever and you sit on the seat and it'll drop down. Okay. And then when you're ready to go, you just push it and it pops back up and spring loaded or something. Yeah. Hydraulic. hydraulic. Yeah. It's, it was, it was awesome in St. George cause there's lots of St. George. There's not a lot of like just solid downhill. It's a lot of like kind of mixed. You're going downhill, but there's a climb here. Then you're going downhill and there's a climb here. And it was really nice to just use that dropper seat post, just climb, kick it up boom and then you're going to go downhill drop it down for the 
60, 90, 100 foot descent. What are those you know? things called on your on your uh, bindings that you kick up on your the clipless the, the hill the, riser the hill things? riser so way easier to use than hill oh, hill oh riser. on skiing <laughs> yeah I was like what are we talking yeah. about yeah. oh yeah oh yeah the hill risers are like I last resort while <laughs> I use my hill riser <laughs> yeah they're uh, pain yeah yeah it, if you can you can get to the point where they're you can like transition quickly on heel risers but it's still this is drop yeah. the post unless yeah. you get uh that's why i use dean fit bindings they're they're fast on the heel risers oh yeah totally yeah on your split board they're not split board split like boards are not as convenient no i have to like i have to do a like, either hey a, like everyone a just so you know in about two minutes i'm gonna transition to my <laughs> heel risers so st- slow down please it makes me so bad because uh, you know i'm always in the back um, <laughs> And I'll, and I'll be watching my skier friends, and then they'll just reach around with their pole, click, click. I'm like, yeah, okay, that was <laughs> so that looked really that easy. Nice. <laughs> Why does it take me so long? Uh, Maybe I should just go home and practice my heel riser <laughs> in your living room. Yeah, my living room today. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, yeah, but I'm easier definitely than heel risers. So yours is also one by system, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. one chain ring up front and then twelve in the 12 back. Twelve in the back. Yeah. Do you like that? I I love it. Yeah. Um, to me, it's like no brainer. This is the way to go. My brother in law is. I think he's running a two by right now, and he won't go to a one by. Um, he loves the freedom, and I guess that's fairly common to me. It's it's so nice just to have up and down, up and down. Like I don't have to worry about anything. Right. I feel like the range of the range of gear sets is I don't need any more. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. I I think it's a great system. I love Wasn't it. Wasn't it like a competition to have the most gears at one point? Like, <laughs> it was. Like oh, twenty one yeah. speed and because I'm my bike has three up front, nine in the back, so I've got twenty seven. Ooh, twenty seven. Yeah, crazy. But the um, derailleur's all jacked up and or and the chain's probably stretched out and so. So you got a one by nine. I've got, <laughs> I've got like, well, yeah. actually. But more can so go I've wrong got, too. I've got like four good ones in the back, and then the two, the smallest chain ring up front and the middle chain ring are good. <laughs> but when I get into the big chain ring, it causes problems. And when I get down lower on my rear cassette, it, it causes problems. So, yeah, I've probably got eight good gears of the go. twenty-seven. Um, <laughs> I was riding with a buddy this morning, and he's on a Santa Cruz um, Tallboy. Okay, yeah. The long travel version. And he's a he's in a 1x12 system as well. And what I noticed is, like, he's climbing up these hills, and um, and that bike's a 29er as well. And I noticed that he rolls over things so much easier than my 26-inch wheels. But um, he's climbing up it, and he's, he's looking pretty good, but there were a few hills that my my legs are just like spinning super fast and his legs weren't spinning as fast and i'm thinking is he climbing in like third gear or second gear fourth gear something like that and i look and he's in first gear yeah but he just doesn't have like the super granny gears that Mm -hmm. i do and um he didn't need it he's a lightweight dude he's like yeah. i'm thinking i would like i would prefer a super granny (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) there's there are times that my 200 pound frame needs a granny gear he's like 160 pounds and very fit so he can he can get up it with the lesser gears and you're kind of the same way strong legs lightweight body yeah i I haven't noticed a huge problem with it but i could i could see that i feel like maybe 
I my favorite part of road biking is climbing as well. Like if I go on a road bike ride and I don't do a climb in it, it's kind of like why the heck do they even ride my bike? Yeah. yeah. And like road bike Nebraska. That sounds terrible. <laughs> sounds like why why, you know? <laughs> okay. Um just go pick some corn or something. Yeah. Um but on a road bike, I mean, your lowest gear on a or your highest gear on a mountain bike is super duper granny compared to road bike you know right so i don't know if doing a lot of climbing on my road bike has helped me i don't know because you're technical your climbs on a mountain bike are way more technical and steeper but i don't know yeah i could i could see that definitely there's there's pros and cons i just think the simplicity of the one by 12 system is yeah is awesome i'd like to i'd like to i think the next bike that i get will be a one by 12 system i i really think the biggest problem that i have on the climbs is not the bike it's the extra 25 pounds that i'm <laughs> carrying around <laughs> that i need to lose <clears throat> if i got rid of that i think that one by 12 would be perfect hey fitness yeah. <laughs> yeah good good motivation to get in shape there you go um so the other so um technology in mountain bikes has changed quite a bit which is why i'm picking your brain since you've got the newest bike and you're used to kind of some of the new technology and i'm not um so full suspension bikes were out when I was back in the day, but, um, when I was racing, but back in the day, they bobbed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, does your bike with your geometry bob much on no, the climbs? No, it doesn't. So mine has a split pivot design, which is like a Dave Weagle yeah. design. And I feel like it's pretty dang efficient. Um, my, the middle, not middle, my shock does not lock out. Um, it, it hasn't opened and closed, but at, even at close, like it's there's still locked. some, yeah, yeah, it's not locked. Whereas I, the, the bike I was riding on last year would lock out. Um, but it didn't have split pivot. I feel like my split pivot that doesn't lock out is more efficient on the climbs than my one that didn't have split pivot that would lock out. Huh. So it's, it's pretty efficient when I go straight from, there's been days where I'll go on a road bike ride really early and then I go ride my mountain bike for a couple of miles. And there's definitely a loss of efficiency on right. the mountain bike, but right. that's what you get with the full suspension. But I feel like that split pivot design, I'm a huge fan of it. I haven't ridden a lot of other suspension systems. I feel I've heard um, Diamondbacks, is it Level Link? The Level Link, is, yeah. is pretty awesome as well. Um, the, I mean, Giants using the May Maestro, which is the, basically split pivot. The, yeah. Um, most Salsa of, is using split pivot. Right. Most of the... Uh, well, even uh, Santa Cruz and Ibis and yeah. some of those, I think all of those are very, they're either Dave Weagle design, like split pivot design stuff or very similar, mm-hmm. like inspired by that. It seems like yeah. everybody's kind of going that direction. Even no, totally. even Trek is kind of mm-hmm. that same. They have they have versions of it. Yeah. Right. And I, I feel like it's pretty dang efficient. And then I get to the top, open up the suspension and it just it rips on the downhill yeah yeah that's awesome yeah there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff happening in mountain bikes these days um, oh, yeah. a lot of changes when i now that i'm kind of back into it and trying to geek out on all the all the gear because that's kind of part of the fun for me like that's half the fun for me biking and then also geeking out geeking out yeah um but man bikes are so much different than they used to be and they just look so fun and the trails that people are building all over all over this area are so much more fun to bike because they're yeah. built just for biking as a trail runner i was k- 
kind of a little bit annoyed by the way that they would build these trails because I'd get onto kind of a flatter spot and I want to just open it up and get hauling, but there's all these little <laughs> whoopty <laughs> little hills little or whatever, little bumps throughout. And yeah, and it's like, I can't open it up when I'm trail running because I've got all these little bumps and stuff, but on a mountain bike, that's <laughs> like, worth it. holy smokes, it's so fun. Um, I was up at Powder Mountain last week with a friend and um we were just doing the brim trail have you done that one yeah um just one of their entry level trails but it was so fun yeah it's a fun trail it had fun fast flowy sections through the trees some um, when it opens up a little bit they had some good little like double bumps that you could jump Mm -hmm. off of and stuff way fun i was i was enjoying it a lot so yeah oh yeah shout out to the powder mountain trail crew they have they have stepped up up their game in the last couple of years oh it's awesome riding up there yeah in comparison to some other resorts in northern utah they are they are crushing it for sure <laughs> not naming we're any not gonna names, name any names now um yeah so cool well um we're definitely not pro bikers here so the the advice that you'll get from us we're learning while <laughs> we're learning <laughs> we're along with everybody road. else everybody else but we're definitely not lacking in enthusiasm for mountain biking here so super fun and um do you know is powder mountain going to be doing lift serve biking eventually uh, i don't i don't powder even mountain know if that's in there a, um a relationship with is it whisper ridge yeah yeah um, so which is heli served mm-hmm. right. biking right but i don't know anything about doing any type of lift lift serve yeah they i know they use like the the powder mountain parking lot is their heli pad and they that's where you meet if you do whisper ridge stuff um i don't i don't know if they're doing lift serve i don't know if it's in the plans at all i think they have an incredible mountain for lift lift serve um i feel like their mountain is just the the slope angle it'd be really easy to build some really fun courses it's not super steep so you could build some fun flowy rhythmic sections i don't know though they they've already done a really good job at building non-lift serve stuff so i don't know maybe in the future um I think they have a good setup for it. I would trust them to build a good lift serve. I've heard that um, for as far as their master plan goes, they put in some mellow kind of green trails along the top, and then they were going to put in some more technical trails that drop down into the mountain a little bit more. And I saw when I was up there some blue trails. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know, are they, st- I mean, I think they're still building a lot of trails up I, there, right? I believe they are. I rode a couple of their blue trails. I can't remember names. Um, at all <laughs> um but i think they're building stuff i don't i'm not the right person to ask on that one um but i know they're always trying to develop their their stuff more i know a lot of their trails are closed right now so they're trying to they're prep them and on them yeah so I don't, I don't know um i would be i would totally be a fan of lift serve at powder mountain for yeah, sure super fun cool all right well that's our uh, our conversation on mountain biking for today uh, Man, we just went for like an hour on a topic that we're not experts on. Yeah. How long did we must how long like year? Thirty-eight. Yikes! Oh. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess that just is an indicator of our enthusiasm. Um, cool. Well, thanks for joining us today for this podcast. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the one editing that, so I, the long ones are just like, oh, that's a lot of work. But. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you are interested in mountain biking, Gear 30 does not do... <laughs> we do not sell mountain <laughs> We do not sell mountain bikes. Nope. But we do sell... Um, accessories. A, accessories, apparels and, apparel and stuff that 
Um, suntan lotion. <laughs> we do that. Sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, but some of our apparel, like I've got some biking specific apparel for road biking and even for mountain biking a little bit, but I prefer some of our outdoor apparel over the biking specific stuff in a lot of cases. And so anyway, I know a lot of people when they come in for the Xterra, which is this weekend, um, they come into our shop and they end up buying some of our outdoor specific apparel, even for, for their races and stuff like that, because in some cases it works better. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for accessories or apparel, um, for your mountain biking adventures or any of your outdoor adventures, we've got it here. And, um, so go to gear30.com that's spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y.com. Check out the deal of the deals of the week and, um, the other stuff that we have, check out our blog, our buddy, Bryden, gear 30 employee Bryden is on the continental divide trail still he's about two-thirds well about two-thirds of the way through a little less uh, a little less than two-thirds a little less than two-thirds of the way through pretty amazing and um also like us on facebook and follow us on instagram at gear underscore three zero so thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode see you out there Woo!